If you're a leader or an aspiring leader in the business of lifelong learning, you're in the right place. I'm Salisa Steele. And I'm Jeff Cobb. And this is the Leading Learning Podcast. Hey there, and welcome to episode 170 of the Leading Learning Podcast. It is a bitterly cold day here in Carborough, North Carolina. In fact, 18 degrees last time I checked the temperature, and that that is unusual for our neck of the woods. So we are bundled up here in Leading Learning Global Headquarters, and for this episode, we plan to talk about three resources that we want to make sure Leading Learning listeners are aware of. But before we get to those resources, we want to acknowledge the fact that we are recording on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and so we wanted to share some of his words. Certainly a great leader, and also someone who thought about the purpose of education. In fact, what I want to share is from uh, a piece that he published in the Morehouse College Student Newspaper in February 1947, entitled The Purpose of Education. Education must enable a man to become more efficient, to achieve with increasing facility the legitimate goals of his life. But education which stops with efficiency may prove the greatest menace to society. We must remember that intelligence is not enough. Intelligence plus character. That is the goal of true education. The complete education gives one not only power of concentration, but worthy objectives upon which to concentrate. Great words. Great words from a, a great man. And I'm immediately struck with two thoughts. Uh, one is that I know when I was the age that uh, he would have been when he was uh, writing these words, there is no way on earth I would have been anywhere near as articulate as uh, Martin Luther King Jr. is. Uh, but more importantly, I, I love that line uh, that education which stops with efficiency may prove the greatest menace to society. And, uh, you know, I think there's probably a lot that can be talked about there, but, um, you know, too often education seems to be about, you know, you you acquire facts, you acquire skills, um, you know, you require those sort of hard uh, objectives that can be measured, but that really only gets you part of the way there. If you, know, if you really want to learn, if you want to change, if you want to grow, if you want to have an impact uh, on the world, the society in, in which you live, it, it does take. It takes character. It takes connecting with people. It takes a deeper level of understanding, of, of wisdom um, that I think Martin Luther King Jr. Was, was certainly shooting for in these words. Right, and clearly he had a specific menace in mind in this piece. He's thinking about um, the really intelligent people who are were applying what they knew in support of racism, in support of institutional racism. But I think, as you point out, Jeff, as well, um, we still certainly have work to do around uh, racism, racism in this country, in the world at large. But even what he's pointing at here in these words even really goes beyond racism. It's just about not only how can we um, uh, learn, but how can we then apply that learning in a way that really makes for the best possible world for as many people as possible. And I think it's a message that certainly, well, as you said, uh, in, in terms of racism, but also just so many issues that, uh, that we're wrestling with now. And uh, you know, to, to be able to move beyond mere efficiency, 
um, be able to move beyond even just thinking of uh, learning as education and really, really moving to, to learning. And I think Martin Luther King certainly, you know, is somebody who is engaged in a, in a lifelong struggle, um, recognize that this is, a, this is a long, this is an ongoing process. This is, uh, you know, a lot of what's behind the whole lifelong learning, at least as we think of it. And, um, you know, I'll make probably what's a less than artful segue here, but, uh, you know, what we said we wanted to focus on in this episode was resources and, and the types of resources that people can keep coming back to, um, basically, that can make part of what they do annually, but even can make part of what they do daily, weekly, so that uh, that they are continuing that, that process uh, of learning and, and have, you know, uh, uh, quality resources that they can tap in to for doing that. And so the, the first resource that, um, that we were going to highlight in, in this episode is our annual learning technology design virtual conference that's coming up in February, and we're we're now you know getting in, into the process of posting the the program um, for that, which is part of the reason that it's top of mind. Also, that it's only about a month away um, at, at this point. Um, but we thought we could talk just a, a bit about that event and, and some of the themes uh, we're seeing emerge, and, and talk specifically about some of those program items that uh, that we now have uh, for the event. And maybe before we turn to those specific program items, we should explain again uh, why we haven't yet released a program. You know, often um, organizers behind a, a conference will put out a program, you know, months uh, in advance um, of of the event. We really treat it as a hallmark of what we do um, that we arrive at the agenda collaboratively, that we really work to engage would-be attendees and then actual attendees as we move beyond um, just thinking about the event to actually opening up registration and really asking folks to let us know what are they having difficulty with, where are they having problems um, and challenges, and where are they finding opportunity, but opportunity that they perhaps need um, help in capitalizing on. And so we really have this back and forth. We'll send one-on-one uh, -on -one emails. We'll send um, emails to our our lists, and we'll talk about our list a little later in this program. Um, and we also sometimes send out um, more formal online surveys, which we did around uh, trends uh, that we talked about in the first podcast episode of 2019. So it's this very collaborative um, approach. Uh, one a uh, result of that is that means that um, shaping the program can take a while because we want to make sure that it really is r responding to those uh, challenges and opportunities that are top of mind as we head into the event itself. So some of the themes that have emerged and that we're going to be addressing at LTD 2019, there's some kind of higher level categories we want to talk about. And, and one of them is this uh, a category around higher quality learning experiences. Um, and as part of that, really aligning to the needs of, of today's learner, the modern learner. And so we're going to have um, sessions that that look at easier consumption, higher engagement, and, and greater impact. So how can you design learning so that what learners need to get out of it, um, they can get out of it, so it's you know easier consumption, but that it also really has high engagement and really high impact as well, so that you're not short-circuiting um, you know, any of that engagement and impact just because it's easier to consume, but you are also trying to respond to that reality of us all having more and more demands on our time and schedules. And then we're going to have uh, Don't Just Learn It, Do It, uh, micro-lessons focused on practice and application. Um, 
we're, we're continuing to get a, a lot of input from folks that they are interested in microlearning, um, more and more organizations moving into microlearning. This has been trending for quite a while now, but, um, but it's continuing to be you know, top of mind for folks. So we definitely wanted to make sure that we're offering some content uh, around that. So uh, a session specifically focused on uh, designing uh, micro lessons that, that really work. And then also we're going to have a session that looks at um, repurposing live recorded sessions. So, you know, maybe you have a conference or you have place-based workshops and you're capturing it. You have that subject matter expert there. You have those learners there in, uh, in person and you're capturing that via video. Well, um, this session is going to focus on how to make use of those assets that you have, those recordings but um, also acknowledging that that's not a particularly effective or engaging tactic to just post those recordings online. So what can you do to build um, engagement and activity and to really make sure that that learning transfer still happens as well for folks who weren't in the actual room with the subject matter expert? So those are three that relate directly to higher quality learning experiences, uh, aligning with that modern learner. Um, these aren't the, the only areas we'll be talking or, you know, relating to that theme that's going to kind of pervade the whole experience. And we should mention that uh, you can see these titles and, and all of the um, program titles that we're starting to post. Uh, if you just go to ltd.tagoras.com, that's kind of the, the, the informational and, and registration page for the event. Um, we'll also say that, uh, you know, we've put a real emphasis on um, getting practitioners involved in, in leading most of learning technology design. We do have some, some consultants uh, who, who also d uh, deliver expert content. But for example, you know, the designing for today's learner, that's uh, Todd Slater, who's at uh, uh, NIGP, the Institute uh, for Procurement. Um, we have uh, Megan Moore and Elizabeth Roca from um, the Illinois Institute uh, for Continuing Legal Education that are uh, doing the, the, the repurposing, the, the live attended sessions uh, to build engaging online content. And then Diane Elkins, who's with Artisan uh, eLearning, she is who's going to be doing the, um, the micro-learning um, session. So we've got, got great people lined up to, to deliver these sessions. Another theme area that we've seen emerging is around data, around leveraging data. Um, and so we have at least a couple of sessions that are really focused on data. Um, one is a picture is worth more than a thousand rows of data. So really looking at using data analytics and visualizations um, so that you can better understand your learning business. And then that's going to give you insight so you can take action. You know, what products do you build? Which products do you need to revise? Which products might need to be sunsetted? Um, and then we're also going to um, have a session around um, beyond traditional measurement. So looking at the unknown, unexpected, and underappreciated impact of our educational interventions. Um, and these sessions are offered by folks who are really um, deeply uh, invested in data. These are folks who really are evangelists for data and really believe that um, there's a lot that data can offer in helping us better understand our learning business. So we have some folks from uh, Authentic Learning Labs um, presenting um, around that data analytics and visualizations. And then we have um, Brian McGowan, who is um, going to be sharing around this idea of these unknown and unexpected and therefore underappreciated um, 
data points around the impact of what we're doing with our education. And this really is huge right now. I mean, we've, we've heard about this in our uh, research on trends in general. We'll talk about that uh, more in a bit. But um, and, and like uh, something like micro learning that we mentioned has been trending for a while. Data has been trending for a while, obviously, but we're finally starting to see people take some practical steps to to use data. So, you know, being able to visualize it in the way that we'll see in the, in the session that the Authentic uh, Learning Labs folks are doing. Um, but then I'm, I'm really fascinated by what Brian McGowan is doing and figuring out ways that uh, that you're having impact that you may not even have been aware of before and, and some ways to get at that and, and to measure that, which I think is, is really something that's important for so many uh, learning businesses at, at this point. So data, definitely a, a big theme area. And again, it won't just be in these two sessions. You're going to see discussion of data kind of pervade uh, what we talk about at, uh, at LTD, but but these two are specifically focused on it. And then the third area we mentioned is uh, aligning with employer uh, and, and workforce type needs. Again, this is something that uh, we've, we've heard a lot about um, in general, but then, you know, in the context of LTD, we had prospective attendees and then, you know, actual registrants telling us that they wanted some uh, content in these areas. So uh, we've got at least a couple things that are more specific to this um, going on. One is we're going to be doing, you know, some some case studies, um, some kind of vignettes around what organizations are doing, and um, and Josh Goldman of the Ohio uh, Society of CPAs is going to talk about um, what they're doing in, in terms of performance support in the um, in the learning that they're delivering to employers. Um, we're also going to have some folks from the National Rural Electric Cooperative Association talk from a marketing perspective about how how they're communicating the value uh, of learning to the employer decision makers, you know, really specifically focusing on CEOs um, of, of the, the and, and general managers of the types of organizations that they serve uh, as a trade association um, and, and how they're really connecting uh, the dots between what those uh, employers need and what they're offering as an organization and, and showing that that value is there. And then we're going to talk a, a good bit about certificate um, programs in this because those are becoming just increasingly important both for employers to be able to vet employees and, you know, to be able to vet them through certificate programs that they feel are valid, that actually have some substance to them, um, but then also for employees who are having to navigate this constantly changing career work landscape to pick up those new skills and, and knowledge and be able to demonstrate them well. So as learning providers, you know, how do we provide certificate programs? And we're going to have a couple sessions that focus um, on a more fundamental level and then on a more... Um, advanced level of, you know, how, how an organization is actually transitioned from an earlier version of its certificate programs into a, a, a more advanced, more sophisticated version of its certificate programs. And so all of these areas that we chose to highlight in this podcast episode are in keeping with the major, major focus areas that we saw in our year-end uh, trends uh, that we shared in the first podcast episode of the year. And um, so if you want to revisit that, I'll also mention that not only could you go and listen to the podcast episode, but we also have now an infographic that's available that highlights um, the six top uh, focus areas for learning businesses in 2019. So that's uh, kind of consider that another bonus uh, resource for this episode. So that about wraps up our, our first resource that we want to focus on, uh, LTD, Learning Technology Design 2019. But before we... Uh, 
dot the I on that one. We do want to mention that um, one of our sponsors for this episode of the podcast is also a patron for learning technology design, and that is Authentic Learning Labs. And Authentic Learning Labs is an education company seeking to bring complementary tech and services to empower publishers and L&D organizations to help elevate their programs. The company leverages technology like AI, data analytics, and advanced embeddable API-based services to complement existing initiatives, offering capabilities that are typically out of the reach for resource-stretched groups or growing programs needing to scale. You can find out more at leadinglearning.com slash authentic. And I'll mention there that uh, authentic, of course, is all about data, which was one of those themes that uh, we just mentioned in uh, the, the context of learning technology design. And so the second resource we want to highlight is webinars, our webinar series. Um, we've been hosting these webinars for a, a long time, been hosting roughly monthly webinars. Um, and what we wanted to do is just make sure that podcast listeners are aware of them. In fact, we have our next one coming up. If you're listening to this on the this podcast episode on the release date, uh, just two days later on Thursday, January 24th, we'll be holding our next webinar. And we do uh, always hold those on Thursdays, or at least that's what we've traditionally done. I guess that's always subject to change, but that's our plan going forward is to hold webinars um, almost almost on a monthly basis. We are actually skipping February because we have uh, learning technology design coming up, so there won't be a February webinar, but we'll be back to it in March, and it'll again be a, a Thursday in March. And you can find out uh, our schedule for those um, for the webinars at leadinglearning.com slash webinars. That's where we'll list them, where you can sign up. And um, we this year, we're actually taking a little bit of a different approach. It's kind of in line with what we do with LTD. And um, we're trying to get input closer to the date for each webinar as to what, what the, the best topic is right now, what's, what's really going to resonate with leading learning followers uh, and listeners. And so we would welcome your input for uh, webinar topics that you're interested in. You can comment on this blog post to share them. Um, you can also just email us at leadinglearning at tagoras.com and we'll get that. But, um, but that said, we can give you an idea of some of the types of topics that we've tended to cover in the past on, on the webinars. Well, that's right. And I'll start by telling you the focus of this Thursday's webinar, which is LMS selection. And that's a, a perennial favorite. That's a, a webinar that we've tended to rerun every year um, and often done it as we're doing it this year at the start of the year, just knowing that new budget cycles are often coming up. People are thinking about what um, support and technology they might need to make their learning business um, hum along. And so we have a a learning management selection uh, webinar that we're doing. We have a seven-step process that we've really um, tested and fine-tuned over years of using that with various organizations. And so that's the focus for um, this Thursday's January 24th webinar. But as you said, Jeff, we've kind of left the topics for the rest of this year as TBD at this point, but um, we will make sure that they're in keeping with what we see as uh, important aspects of what it takes to run a successful learning business. And as you said, we can share some of what we've um, talked about in the past. We've um, talked about 
setting strategy for your learning business and what does that actually look like? What does that actually mean? And we've covered things like how to price effectively. Uh, that comes up year in and year out. Um, it's something that uh, we've also addressed at other events and, and in a lot of writing. Um, and uh, so pricing, I'm sure, will continue to factor into at least uh, some of the, the webinars that we do. Um, social learning, uh, building capacity in your learning business, um, market assessment, being able to assess your market and figure out what it is that uh, your learners actually want and need. So those are just you know some of the types of topics we've covered. We'll give you an idea of what the webinars are all about. And so again, you can go to leadinglearning.com slash webinars to sign up for um, upcoming webinars um, and to uh, leave us a comment if you want to uh, make a suggestion. Um, and so with that, uh, one last note on the webinars. I mean, Jeff, you mentioned at the beginning that most of what we're discussing here today are free resources that we make available. That's right. um, LTD was the, the one exception. So the webinars are available for free. Um, part of, uh, you know, when we're thinking about our own um, value ramp and our own um, pricing strategy, um, one of the things that factors into it is, is that we tend to put what we consider inform opportunities um, often fall into our, our, um, our, where we're building momentum with our value ramp and where we therefore don't charge. And so with LTD, we like to begin to get into the idea of perform. So not just sharing information, not just informing, but beginning to think about how can you apply that? How can you actually do something with it? How can you perform something with it? Our webinars tend to be a little bit more on the inform um, end of the spectrum. So like with the LMS selection webinar, we'll talk about the seven-step um, process and, and try to give you a, a strong understanding of it, but it wouldn't yet be a, a chance for you to begin um, walking through those steps, for example. Right. Definitely not a true training. Like, you know, for, for example, with the learning management system selection, we do actually run an online boot camp program where we get intense there. And, uh, you know, you're going to actually go through exercises. You're going to apply. It's going to be a multi-week program. You come back and, and uh, we help you to, to work through the whole process. In an hour-long webinar, you're not going to get that deep. But that said, you know, we put a lot of effort into structuring these and, and making them as effective as they can be um, for th that type of, of learning experience. So that's the, the, the second resource. The first one was learning technology design. Uh, that's probably the, you know, the more intensive range of what we're talking about here, more towards that perform end. We do charge for that. But then the leading learning webinars, um, you know, it's still getting great uh, uh, information and an opportunity to learn, an opportunity to build off of that, uh, not quite as intense as, as something like LTD, but it's also a free resource for you and something that'd be great for, that can be great for you individually or also to do with your team if you have a team that you're working with in your learning business. And now we're going to turn towards the, the third resource, which is our leading learning list as we're making that transition, though. Um, it's probably a good time to mention our other sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Absolutely. Blue Sky eLearn is our other sponsor. Blue Sky eLearn is the creator of the Path Learning Management System, an award-winning cloud-based learning solution that allows organizations to easily deliver, track, and monetize valuable education and event content online. Blue Sky also provides webinar and webcast services, helping you maximize your content and create deeper engagement with your audience across the world. To find out more about Blue Sky eLearn and all they have to offer, visit leadinglearning.com slash blue sky. 
And definitely do visit Blue Sky and, and all of our sponsors for that matter, because they really have made it possible over the years for us to offer the Leading Learning Podcast, for us to offer the webinars um, that we were just talking about, and to, to offer a, a range of other free resources and to keep the cost down on our paid events like learning technology design. So definitely pay Blue Sky a visit. And now back to that third resource, which is our leading learning list, kind of the triple L threat there. And, um, you know, we've, we've in the past, I think, referred to this as the leading learning newsletter, but um, that somehow doesn't seem to quite capture uh, what you get uh, in, in signing up for the leading learning list, which you can, in fact, do by going to leadinglearning.com slash newsletter. That's where you'll find this list at this point. But they're really... There are multiple components to it because, you know, through the email list, we're going to send you out a a monthly roundup of the podcast episodes that have uh, taken place in the previous month. So a very easy way for you to get a snapshot and pick out what you want to listen to or re-listen to uh, out of the podcast. We're going to send you the the notifications for the webinars that we uh, just mentioned so that you'll know what's coming. If you're signed up for the list, then you're going to get, you know, good uh, ahead of time notice uh, of webinars to sign up for for you and your team. And of course, we'll tell you about other key events that are coming along as well, like the annual Learning Technology Design Virtual Conference. But um, but what we'd really like to highlight uh, uh, right now in, in, in spotlighting this as a resource is um, the leading links uh, edition of, uh, uh, well, the newsletter or the that we send out monthly. This is one of the things that goes out to the email list is what we call our leading links. And this is um, this is a curated collection of links that, uh, that we send out. And we literally cull through hundreds of articles and posts uh, out on the web to come up with a set of just six um, that we feel are really highly valuable to learning businesses. And so this is a, an effort for us to provide quality rather over quantity. Um, you know, there is so much out there. So this is really us providing a service through curation, really trying to um, reduce down what's out there to what we see as most valuable. And we focus on the five areas of the learning business maturity model that we develop. So we're looking at um, links that correspond to those five areas, leadership, capacity, strategy, marketing and portfolio. And then we also throw in sort of a bonus sixth area of trends. Um, and so you can get a really good idea from um, of, of the newsletter by going to a, a post that we shared on Leading Learning that has the top links from last year. And of course, we'll make sure to link to that post in the show notes for this episode so you can get to it that way. But we thought it would be nice to maybe um, just touch on a few of those links that um, bubbled their way up to the top and became that top 10 of 2018. Yeah, so we, to arrive at these, we looked at, you know, all of the editions of Leading Links sent out for the year and just looked at what was clicked on uh, the most, um, which is a good, strong signal of what people were actually interested in who were reading the links. And these are all people who work in learning businesses because that's the audience for this particular email list. And so number one, I thought uh, interesting out of uh, this group uh, was a strategy focused link. And we we categorize these in the newsletter. So, you know, this was categorized as strategy. And it was don't 
start strategy with SWOT, um, which uh, and SWOT meaning S W O T, so sw- uh, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats, kind of the um, the classic model that uh, organizations tend to use when they jump into strategy. You see this happen in boardrooms all the way, uh, all the time. Um, this was something posted on Innovation Excellence, which is a uh, a blog that we tend to reference a, a fair amount on leading learning and um, sort of did my heart good to, well, I, I actually have to wonder what, what the motivations are behind people clicking on this one. I think people probably use SWAT a lot, so they wanted to find out why would you not start strategy with SWAT and uh, saying it did my heart good to see this this post because we feel that way. We're not we're not huge fans of SWAT, uh, or at least we feel like it gets overused or it gets used as a crutch uh, a lot of the time. SWAT can be useful, but you know the the problem with SWAT is you have a bunch of people sitting around in a room, um, you know, with their particular set of perspectives and biases and catching capturing this sort of one very biased snapshot of the organization and then moving from there into developing strategy, which is almost always a recipe for not getting the best possible strategy. So um, we encourage you to, to check out this uh, Don't Start Strategy with uh, SWAT article so you can find out a little bit more about um, the perspective of this this writer, because I just shared my perspective or our perspective, but you'll need to actually go in and look and see what uh, Matthew May, who wrote this on Innovation Excellence, has to say about SWAT. And so the number two link, so the second most popular from 2018 that we sent out was um, from an article uh, that Patty Shank wrote, and it's called What Research Tells Us About Chunking Content. And I think this is just a really practical article. It's great. It's short. Patty really does a good job of of, of taking all her expert knowledge and really um, synthesizing it down to provide... um, uh, really the essence of chunking. And, you know, I think the part of the big takeaway is, is that chunking is not just breaking things up, you know, into smaller pieces. Kind of anybody can do that, right? We can um, chop here, chop there. We've got chunks. But no, her point really is that it's, it's about, um, you have to break things up so that you're maintaining meaning or you're actually supporting meaning, you're supporting logic, you're supporting sequence. And so you know, she really gets at that kind of uh, importance of chunking and then really provides some very practical hands-on ways of, okay, how can you chunk? So very simple things even at like bulleted lists and good use of titles and subtitles. So I think things that probably most of us as learning professionals know, but it can be really good to just have that kind of uh, refresher, um, especially since it's a a good brief one. And I'm going to jump down the list here. We won't talk about everything in the top 10, but, uh, you know, for each of us to highlight a couple, I wanted to focus in on uh, one on marketing, which happens to be one of my favorite areas. And we get asked about marketing uh, all the time. It tends to be one of our perennial topics that uh, the people are looking for advice on. So coming in at number six, uh, this marketing item was how to write product descriptions that sell. And this came from Neil Patel. Uh, Neil Patel is one of my all around favorite resources for insights into marketing, you know, highly recommend, uh, Folks read uh, neilpatel.com, and he actually has a number of other places where he writes as well. But um, this whole idea of writing product descriptions that sell, extremely important when you're putting together your catalog, when you're putting together your your landing pages, your sales pages for specific uh, learning experiences. Those might be online courses. They might be seminars. They might be your your conference. But uh, 
being able to really write in a way that's going to um, spark, uh, well, it's going to get attention, that's going to spark interest, it's going to drive desire, that's going to lead people to take action. I'm basically riffing off of the classic AIDA or ADA framework um, there. Being able to do that uh, effectively it can make just such a huge difference. And we, we've seen again and again in consulting with organizations that so many times those product descriptions uh, just fall flat and, um, and that they're not going to attract people and they're certainly not going to convert people. So how to write product descriptions that sell, Neil has some great advice in, in his post on that. And then the last link that we'll talk about uh, in this episode is number five. So actually go right above where um, you were talking about, Jeff. This uh, link falls in the capacity uh, bucket, and it's a post on the Harvard Business Review blog about the productivity booster you have in your pocket but probably don't use. And I really like this one because basically the author is making the the point that we should – be making better use of our virtual assistants, the, mm. the, the Siri that you might have if you have an iPhone, your, um, your Hey Google if you're uh, on other devices, but that we have these tools that we aren't making use of. And um, I guess the perspective I would add is um, as we've been thinking about artificial intelligence and you know, the, the impact on learning and living for that matter, um, you know, there's still this tendency to think about artificial intelligence as something that's kind of out there and yet to come. And yet we're really already seeing the the beginning of it. We already have it in our life. And so if, if nothing else, um, you know, think of making use of um, this, not necessarily as a productivity booster, as um, the Harvard Business Review blog post is arguing for, but just as a way of getting your feet wet in artificial intelligence and beginning to think through some of the implications for your own learning, meaning what you need to learn, um, and also the learning that you're providing out to your customers, your members, and your learners. So those are uh, some of our highlights from that top 10 list. But again, if you go to the show notes for this uh, episode at leadinglearning.com slash episode 170, you'll see a link to that top 10 post, and you can see some of the other gems that we gathered together there. Um, definitely a lot of value in that post. And we'll mention, too, is kind of a, a bonus to this resource that um, – we, throughout uh, any given month, as we're finding links that are interesting and that we may want to include in the Leading Links edition, we'll post them to Facebook. Um, we have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash leading lifelong learning. And if you go there, you'll see the candidates for um, the, this, this curated leading uh, links post pop up on Facebook. So just a, a good resource to, to follow there. And we do also send them out uh, uh, on uh, Twitter and, and LinkedIn, just less consistently. Facebook is the the, the place to, to really get those. So that uh, that's basically the, the three resources we wanted to present. First of those was Learning Technology Design 2019, our virtual conference. If you go to ltd.tagoras.com, you'll see that we're now posting the sessions that will be part of LTD, and a lot of people have been waiting for those, and you know, we discussed some of, uh, some of the themes that we saw that drove those sessions and, and what those sessions are going to be, so we encourage you to check that out, and if you're not already registered, uh, we'll hope you'll join us at LTD 2019. 
And then we discussed the, the webinars that we offer on an ongoing basis. Uh, and you can find those at leadinglearning.com slash webinars. We do have the uh, webinar coming up this week, if you're listening when this podcast actually comes out, on selecting the right learning management system for your organization. And then finally, we highlighted the leading learning list, which includes the monthly um, recap of uh, podcasts that we've had in the month before, uh, includes notifications for webinars, for events like LTD, and includes the leading links that we send out every month. And we just highlighted a few of those. So those are three resources that uh, if you're not already taking advantage of them, we hope you will. If you are, we hope you'll you know re-engage and, and even go deeper with them. There's a richness to all of them. They all can be used by you personally. They can all also be shared with your team, discussed, emailed around uh, a lot of them. Um, and can spark some real discussion and some real strategic thinking within your learning business. To get show notes for this episode, go to leadinglearning.com slash episode 170. When you check out the show notes there, you're going to see various options for subscribing to the podcast. And if you're getting value out of what you hear, we would be truly grateful if you would subscribe as it helps us to get some data on the impact of what we're doing with the podcast. And we'd also be grateful if you take just a minute to give us a rating on iTunes. You can go to leadinglearning.com slash iTunes. That'll put you in the right place. And if you happen to use a, another service to listen to us, uh, that might be something like Stitcher or, or iHeartRadio, for example, um, leave us a rating on whichever service you use. Salise and I personally appreciate your rating and review, but more importantly, those reviews and ratings help to give us some, some data uh, about the podcast, and they also help the podcast to show up when people search for content on leading and learning. We also encourage you to visit our sponsors for this quarter. You can find out more about Authentic Learning Labs at leadinglearning.com slash authentic. And you can find out what Blue Sky eLearn has to offer at leadinglearning.com slash blue sky. And finally, please do consider telling others about the podcast. You can send a tweet by going to leadinglearning.com slash share. And you can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash leading lifelong learning. And remember, that's also where we're going to post some of those candidates for leading links monthly. And you can share anything you find there uh, with others on Facebook. However you do it, though, please do help share the good word about leading learning. Thanks again and see you next time on the Leading Learning Podcast.